Hello everyone, I'm Tracy. Welcome back to another episode of 30 Flirty and Surviving. New episodes come out every Monday at 9 a.m. on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, and iHeart. Um, And you can follow along with everything going on with the show on Instagram at 30 Flirty Surviving. Continue to DM and email me your questions, topics, um, if you have recommendations for guests in the Boston area. Love hearing from you guys and I appreciate it when you guys engage with it. So keep those coming. For today, I wanted to bring in someone new, of course. So when I had been thinking about different types of guests to bring on, I know that a lot of women in the business ownerships or entrepreneurs in in this area, there's a lot of beauty areas, right? And we're always hearing about new fads and trends and things to do. And so I wanted to kind of diversify it as much as possible, but I also know everyone loves their glam and, and different options that they can try. So I have someone really exciting that I think you guys will be super interested in. It's an area that you've definitely heard about, but maybe something you've been a little hesitant to try. So we We are going to talk all about the process, answer your questions, and hopefully ease all your concerns. So I have today with me Lauren Sharapa from Beauty Mark Inc. Lauren, thank you so much for coming by. Thank you for having me. And Lauren is an esthetician and she's a certified permanent makeup artist. Is that correct? correct? So you can do traditional tattoos. I do have a tattoo license, yes. But we're specifically focusing on... Cosmetic tattoos. Cosmetic tattoos. So although she is definitely able to do that, we're going we're gonna to make sure the primary focus of the conversation is talking about the cosmetic tattoos. Um, and I think for me specifically... I want to hear all about the microdermabrasion, or the microblading, excuse me, because I think that that's been something that people really want to try, kind of scared because you think permanent, it's on my face, I'm not sure. Yes. Um, there's also all these different like costs to it. What's the length? What's the process look like? The healing time? Um, so I want to hear it straight from the expert. But before we dive into all of those details, you have had quite the journey. And this isn't necessarily where you started off your career as an esthetician. Um, So I'd love for you, let's start with talking a little bit about Beauty Mark Inc. and sort of um, the history of what you were doing before and then how you journeyed into creating this particular business for yourself. Okay. Um, so like you said, I was an esthetician. I worked in a traditional salon spa Mm -hmm. for years, about 14 years, um, just doing facials and waxing and, um, different stuff that you can do at the salon. Um, and that kind of led me to the permanent makeup. Yeah. I've always had a passion for makeup. Um, but when I went to aesthetic school, I realized, you know, I did love all aspects of it. I love skincare. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I wanted to kind of journey out and learn more. And now here I am. Yeah. And what about makeup specifically? Do you think that you were sort of always drawn to? Um, I just think the colors and um, just, you know, how you could enhance your beauty with makeup. Mm-hmm. How did you particularly first learn about 
Permanent makeup. Permanent makeup. So I did hear about it, um, and then I had my own eyebrows done, um, mm-hmm. and I fell in love with it and said, I have to do this. I love that. Yes. So you were like, I'm going to try it out first, mm-hmm. make sure you're an actual fan of it, and yes. then you're like, okay, this is something that I could actually get into. Yes, I did. I did take some time, took about, I would say, like close to a year to probably finally book the appointment. Um, yeah. And they do say the average client kind of toys with it for about a year before they actually book it. Um, it is a scary service to to get into. Yeah. So people get a little nervous with it. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. And, and when, I mean, this has really become popular mm-hmm. in the last couple of years. Yes. Um, so I'm, were you ever hesitant? Like, is this just going to sort of phase out? Is this something that I really want to build my business on? Mm-hmm. Or are you just more so the person that's like, this is what the people want and mm-hmm. you got to sort of stay relevant. So why not get this credential? Mm-hmm. I do feel like the permanent makeup world um, or industry has been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it is becoming more popular, more known. You know, I, I didn't think that it was going to go anywhere, basically. Mm-hmm. And the industry was growing. Um, and more and more stuff was coming out. It was evolving. Um, things were getting better, new techniques. Um, so I, I wasn't really worried about that. Yeah, I kind of knew that I was in a good place. I love um, that. Starting that. Yeah. So. Speaking of which, how often would you say are you continuing to expand your education? Like, are there classes that you have to take routinely, certain things yes. you need to study? Mm-hmm. Constantly. Constantly. I feel like I'm constantly um, doing new trainings and getting new certifications. Um, again, I feel like there's so many techniques out there mm-hmm. and there's so many good artists and good, you know, teachers. Yeah. Um, so I do feel like I'm constantly learning still. What was the jump like for you from working for somebody else for years to finally branching out and saying, I'm ready to create something of my own? Um, it was the journey was exciting. Yeah. Um, it was nice to be able to have that kind of freedom, but also in the back of your head, like you were a little nervous to be able to, you know, make sure things were going to work out. Yeah. And, um, we, so we chatted offline a little bit prior to this and we had a really great conversation. I got to learn so much about you. One of the things that I found really inspiring was that, not only were you working full time, learning all about this different space in this field that you've been in for quite a while, mm-hmm. juggling back and forth, getting your credentials, you're going to the board to get certain certifications and take tests. You were a mo- well, you are a mother. You mm-hmm. weren't you were not past tense. You are a mother, mm-hmm. but you were a single mom at the time too. Yes. So you have your professional career and your personal life that really required so much of your attention. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to, if you're open to it, sort of talk about that a little bit. Um, we haven't talked too much about children and being moms on the show yet. So I thought it might be something really refreshing for, mm-hmm. for people at home. Um, because I wonder sometimes if that almost might be a deterrent, right? I have a kid and I have, you know, 
to take care of him or her and they need me, I don't know if I have the time to start something new. So a lot of times I think people fall into this place of what's safe rather than trying to do something different. And what I loved about what you told me was he, your son was actually your inspiration mm-hmm. as to why you wanted to get into this and why you thought it was worth it. So tell people a little bit about sort of what things looked like for you mm-hmm. when you're trying to juggle it all and then why he was a, a huge motivator mm-hmm. for you. Um, yeah, so I went to a static school when he was probably like six years old. Wow. Um, he's definitely my inspiration um, to always learn more, fight more, um, work more. So it, it was definitely hard to juggle that. Um, I knew at the end of the day it was going to be worth it. I was going to make it work. Um, the reason I went into aesthetics was because of the flexibility mm-hmm. with the schedules. I knew that I could work um, shorter shifts and some nights, um, so I'd be able to be available for my son more. Um, the traditional in nine to five sometimes ends up being you know eight to six for some people, and that's that's hard. I would have never seen him, mm-hmm. so um, it did give me the flexibility. But he's always been um, an inspiration for me to just keep moving on. You know, I knew I needed to do for him and provide for him so I just kind of kept fighting yeah so have you ever found yourself in those moments of forget this I just kind of want to give up it's Mm -hmm. too much he'd be in the back of your head and that just wasn't an option exactly I Mm -hmm. love that and how were you managing I mean Mm -hmm. did you have a lot of support around you to help maintain that busy crazy schedule I did have a lot of um, family help my mom my dad um, they were great they helped watch him mm-hmm. you know when I was working at night or picking him up from school whatever it could be so I did have a, a good support system um, and that definitely was helpful as well that's awesome yes um, I what was when you first decided to actually start the business then you've you've now you've been able to officially do all this on your own you're going to open up your own spot where do you go where do you start yeah so (laughs) (laughs) i kind of just kind of fell into it i had looked at some space um prior probably two years prior to opening um and the woman the landlord had called me back that there was some space available Um, and I just kind of went with it. I was like, why not? You know, let's, let's try it and see how it goes. You know, um, I did stay at my current job while I, when I first opened and kind of worked at both places just to make sure I was financially okay. Um, but yeah, then it just seemed to kind of take off and yeah, it was, it was amazing. Smart of you to keep that little bit of a safety net, you know, and you, and just to, exactly, exactly. And of course, being a mom, Mm -hmm. you can't afford to not have that something to to fall back on. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense to sort of slowly Mm -hmm. ease into it a little bit. But um, I think what a lot of the questions that I've been getting asked as we're having these female business owners on is really like the meaty behind the scenes stuff of what the process looked like. Um, Because we talk a lot about the creation, the concept, where they started and how they got there. But it's like, what's the stuff that people don't tell you? What's Mm -hmm. the thing? Was it managing like a pipe bursting that you didn't even think about? Does your landlord take care of those things? So maybe not like anything like that, that you had that moment of, oh shit, now this is all my problem. 
Um, <laughs> well, so I was renting. I had the landlord, so she took care of good. that stuff. So I didn't have to really worry about that, which was good. I felt like I was in a safe place to start. Um, but yeah, just like kind of learning like, you know, tax stuff and, you know, all mm-hmm. the behind the scenes and obviously like online booking and just kind of getting it all together. Um, and I just kind of felt like I just learned as I went, you yeah. know, and just kind of figured it out, asked questions or, you know, if someone else was around, I would ask them what they did and just kind of take it all in and, and kind of just figure it out as I went. That's definitely been the um, the common thread mm-hmm. with a lot of my guests is I am now the accountant. Mm-hmm. I am the maid. Mm-hmm. I am providing the service. I am doing my own marketing. I am handling it's A to Z. I mm-hmm. mean, you get this this incredible opportunity and there's so much to be proud of, but there's a lot that comes along with it that maybe you didn't think of or didn't know about or you still have to learn. It's not like, okay, now I finally hit this goal and I'm all done. There's still a lot more that sort of needs to kind of fall into place, right? Yes, there's, there's definitely a lot more, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, awesome. Um, was it hard for you to leave your previous job or did you feel really ready? You had been there for quite a while, yes, right? Yes, I had been there for a, about eight years. Um, it was hard. It was hard to leave um, the people and the comfortability of like having that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew I was ready. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm super, I always say I'm a hustler. So I'm like, I'm just going to hustle and make it work. And um, I did. Yeah. And did you have a lot of your clientele? follow you? I did have some. Mm-hmm. Yes, I did have some. Um, I was doing lash extensions as well. That's oh, what cool. I, I originally opened the business as just an esthetician. Um, I quickly realized how difficult it was going to be to get my tattoo license. <laughs> so I originally started just as an aesthetic um, esthetician um, and was doing the same services that I did. Um, and then just kind of was fighting through the process to be able to get my um my tattoo license, my body art license to be able to do the permanent makeup. Is there a difference in licensing from traditional tattoo versus cosmetic tattooing? Um, It is generally the same. Um, It's through each town. So it's not state mandated like the um, aesthetics is. It's that's through the state. Um, So it is, I feel like some towns do kind of group it all in together, but other towns now are finding because it's becoming more popular, they're separating it a little bit. So um, I think some towns will just give you a license for, you know, microblading Mm -hmm. or um, permanent makeup. And why should one go to a specific business catered and dedicated to this versus their local tattoo shop then? Can they just go to Joe with the mom tattoo on his arm? So, I mean, there does definitely a difference between the pigment for cosmetic tattooing and traditional tattoo inks. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously, the training. um, It's a lot different to create an eyebrow or eyeliner or lips than it is to create a mom tattoo. So, yes, it's definitely I would not recommend going to your local tattoo shop. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And with that being said, too, because 
most people, I, I believe, it, it's not, it's almost semi-permanent, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it will eventually wear off a little bit. You have to go and get it touched up. Is that so right? So, there is a lot of misconfusion behind this. Okay. It, it is essentially a tattoo. I'm, I am placing pigment under the skin. Um, but the thing with your face, uh, our skin you know, the skin cells turn over, so it does kind of exfoliate. Different products will fade it quicker. Um, so people tend to say semi-permanent. Um, it is permanent. It just, it will fade. It okay. will fade some. You will, you know, you can go back and get it touched up, get their color reflet, refreshed. Um, it usually can last anywhere from two to three years after okay. your initial. Um, and then it will fade some. You will maybe need to get it freshed up a bit if you want to continue to have it you know, looking, looking good. Right, right. But so to, to clarify there for people that sort of have that ideal, Mm -hmm. it's not like three years, it's going to go away. It's just become more subtle. Right. And sometimes it will, it's, I mean, it's pretty superficial. It will, in some people and some clients, it will fade completely. Really? Yes. Wow. I have seen that. Yes. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to ask more and more questions about the process and stuff, but before I do, I have a couple more beauty questions for you. Um, I know you said you've, it's sort of always been your career path. You always knew you wanted to get into it. Um, But I thought that one of the, one of the um, things you said to me was really beautiful as to why you really enjoyed beauty. And it's not just for the art of it and the fun of it, because those things are sort of obvious, but um, it was really about the, confidence in women that Mm -hmm. you wanted to instill Mm -hmm. and especially moving into the permanent makeup space even on your website you have you know it's not about making something completely different just sort of enhancing Mm -hmm. what you already have existing um talk to me a little bit about why that's important to you um I feel like I've always felt that if you know (laughs) If it makes you feel good, do it. Yeah. I mean, we know as women, like when we have our services done or beauty done, like we feel better, we feel more confident. Um, so that is really important to me. I do feel like it's it's a big part of, of you know, every day, just feeling good um, and feeling comfortable in your own skin. So I do think it's super important. And I always say, if it makes you feel good, go for it. I love that. <laughs> Whatever it may be. Good, good. And so if someone came into you, and was really adamant on wanting something completely drastic because they had some sort of insecurity, would that be a concern for you or something you'd want to talk through to them? Or is that sort of like, okay, yeah, whatever you want to do, it's your body, your Mm -hmm. choice type of thing? I mean, I would probably talk to them more about that. (laughs) I'm super conservative. I mean, I want to enhance what you have, but not completely change, you know, something. So Mm -hmm. um, it kind of depends on the situation, I I would think. Okay. And so um, permanent makeup for in terms of cosmetics, I think most people think eyebrows. Mm -hmm. What exactly does it cover? Because there's a lot more to it. Mm -hmm. So um, Permanent makeup could be, you know, eyebrows, eyeliner, um, lips, um, and, 
Yeah, I mean, that's you can do so much with mm-hmm. it. There's so much out there. Um, there's scalp micro- micropigmentation. Um, I mean, there's just so many things um, that can be done with permanent makeup, um, mm-hmm. areola tattooing mm-hmm. for, you know, cancer patients yeah. or mastectomies. Yes. Could you, do, has anyone ever asked you to do freckles? Because yes. I think everyone, that's becoming yes, another that popular a, trend. Yes, that is. Is a, that something? I've seen that in a lot of other salons. I have not added that to my menu yet, mm-hmm. um, but I have seen that, yes. I've seen a lot of people do that with henna, too, in, mm-hmm. like, different different ways. But um, I would imagine it's going to be a more and more popular ask mm-hmm. in, in a permanent sense. Yes. Um, okay, and you mentioned that you got your eyebrows done first and that you made sure you liked it before you got into this. Do you have any other permanent makeup? Um, I do not currently. I mean, tattoos, obviously. Right, right. How many tattoos do you have? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Too many. <laughs> maybe maybe 10 or so. Okay. I don't know if this counts as one. <laughs> That's my sister. She's like has so many tattoos all over mm-hmm. her, but then they're on top of each other. So yeah, she's, so I don't know like, if it's one, if it's right. three. It yes. depends on who I ask, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So you, um, so just the eyebrows for right now. Mm-hmm. I would definitely do, you know, You would lips. do more. I would do more, yes. Okay. Just for me now, finding the time to squeeze it in for myself um, while I'm also, you know, providing a service for clients. Yeah. If you needed to touch up your own eyebrows, could you do that? I probably wouldn't. Okay. (laughs) I don't like to do too much and like push too much because I feel like it would be a little difficult. Yeah. And I don't want to mess it up. (laughs) I don't blame you. I feel like you need to be really calm and Mm -hmm. steady and it's a different angle than you're used to. So it probably wouldn't be great for my business if I had messed up eyebrows for myself. (laughs) I'm sure you would do a great job. Say, hey, let me do your eyebrows. So. Oh, did you, that, your eyebrows look different? Oh, I did them myself. They're like, actually, I'm not feeling exactly. well. <laughs> I need to reschedule. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so let's start talking about the process itself. Mm-hmm. Say I am considering doing some permanent makeup. Mm-hmm. Step one would be what? So I... I do offer a consult for clients that just want to know more about it. Um, I do find like a good amount of clients just book and have no idea what they're booking for, which is crazy to me. (laughs) And then I have other clients that have researched it, you know, for a year and they're Mm -hmm. ready. So I do offer a consult if someone needs to know more about it. I'll have them come in. We'll discuss it a little more, um, the expectations of it, just so they're aware. Um, But generally, I do offer the consult in the appointment. Um, It's about two hours or two and a half hours, depending on the client. So I do always always do a consult in the appointment as well. So I usually say if you're ready, you know you want it, just book it and then, you know, we'll do the consultation as well as the procedure during the appointment. Awesome. Okay, and then let's talk about the consultation itself a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure they'll discuss a little bit sort of about their goals or what they're looking for. Um how do you go over what the right shape is for that person, picking the right color? Um, and do you ever have to guide your clients on maybe what they want mm-hmm. isn't the best option for them? Yeah, so we'll, we will go over mapping the brows um, and drawing them. I let them kind of see everything before we do the procedure. Um, I We go over color as far as... Um, like skin tone and undertones, just kind of matching it in that sense. Um, I do go over like expectations as far as 
the brows <laughs> because, you know, it, it is never going to take the place of makeup. Um, you know, it will enhance what you have and be great for every day. Um, I don't actually put anything on mine, even when I do go out. Um, but some people do just like the makeup look. Um, so just kind of guiding their expectations as far as that. Um, some people kind of think then they'll never have to use makeup again. Um, that's not really true. Yeah. Just, you know, <laughs> Makeup is a completely different beast. And well, that's important, yes. you know, that you're realistic with right. them because I think, you know, this is one of the things where you can't just tell them what they want to hear. You right. got to tell them the yes. truth. And so it's good that you're really upfront with that mm -hmm. and let them know. Um, when it comes to the shape of a brow, for example, um, do you have to work with what's existing or can you really create something from scratch? Yeah, you can create something from scratch. I do have clients come in that have completely nothing, wow. um, like no brow hair. So sometimes you are completely creating an eyebrow. Mm -hmm. um, I will ask a lot of questions, you know, what they normally use on their brows, brow powder, brow pencil. Um, obviously there are different techniques as far as um, skin type and what they're used to. I obviously want them to have something that they're used to, not like these right. crazy big brows that, you know, they're going to wake up every day and say, oh my God, this isn't me, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And um, in terms of the shape, mm -hmm. is there sort of a rule of thumb with face shape compared to brow shape, like something a little bit more square versus a little bit more of an arch. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Face shape definitely um, is huge. So for example, if you have like a rounder face, what sort of brow might be best for that face shape? I mean, I think it really depends on the person too, mm -hmm. like the client, um, you know, and just kind of their natural natural brow and you can kind of guide it off of that um depending on how much hair they have so okay. definitely face shape um we're, we're doing some measurements um and just kind of what they like for an actual look and what's going to look good on them okay mm -hmm. and color mm -hmm. so do you tend to want to match hair color to eyebrow color? Should it be a little bit lighter, a little bit darker? So that's a tough one um, because it is really going to match with like the undertones in your skin. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, you do want to keep it close to the natural brow color, but the pigment is going to change once it's put into your skin. Mm -hmm. um, so that's something else you need to go over with a client, just that, you know, it may look a little bit warmer, but once it heals and kind of settles in, it's going to be, you know, perfect with your skin tone and your hair, your hair color, your brow color. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I've had my eyebrows tinted before, um, but my hair is a really dark, chocolate brown but it has some red undertones to it so when I get my hair colored I usually make it a little bit um, cooler try to get some of the red out and it makes it very dark almost black looking mm -hmm. and when I've gotten my eyebrows tinted in the past 
they've just matched my hair mm -hmm. and it'll be very, very dark. dark and it's so shocking when you and it probably looks normal to everybody else but I feel like I have caterpillars on my face or I look like Charlie Chaplin I'm like what the how could you do that my I normally am like chocolate brown for for my eyelash my color or mm -hmm. sorry my eyebrow color pencil mm -hmm. and I've never done black and so it's a huge scare it's very startling so yeah. I would think that people are very cautious about going too yes. dark yes and it, it's always always looks darker bolder um you know the first week or so okay. when it's healing um that's another hard thing to explain <laughs> to clients because you really they really need to trust you um they're going to look completely different once they're healed um with any permanent makeup um whether it be lips or eyeliner it's going to change drastically over you know the course of the next few weeks. Um, so you do kind of really have to build that trust with yeah. your client because it, it's hard to say they're going to look crazy when you leave, <laughs> but you'll love them in two weeks. <laughs> right, right. They're like, okay, yes, sure. Exactly. And everyone does the same thing. They leave, they freak out, they text me. I say, it's okay. You're going to be fine. We talked about this. And then in a week, they text me and say, I love them. Yeah, so. they're eating their words. <laughs> I'm yes. so sorry. Yes. But they do. It's a lot of faith that they have to put yes into you um so if the initial appointment you said it's about two hours so um is it is it a one hour consultation and mapping and then about one hour to actually do mm -hmm. yep. the most of the time yep is the mapping um and the color choice and you know getting everything set up the numbing sometimes mm -hmm. um i'll numb before the procedure so that takes up most of the time um the in initial service i would say maybe like 40 minutes oh, okay mm -hmm. And honestly, what's the pain like? So I think a pain tolerance for everyone is different. Um, some clients have a higher pain tolerance than yeah. others. It really shouldn't hurt. We're not going, you know, so deep that it should hurt. Um, I mean, there's some discomfort with anything. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm using a needle or a blade, so <laughs> yes. Um, it's not but it really tickle. It's yes, not it feel really great. shouldn't be that uncomfortable. It shouldn't be that painful. Um, okay. If you're, you know, with the right artist and you know, at the right place, it should be pretty painless. If you could almost compare it to something, that something similar it might kind of feel like, do you have a description I really for don't people? Because even for like a tattoo, I feel like it doesn't even really feel like that. It's a different, really? yeah, it's kind of a different feel. Um, oh. With the like micro shading that's done with a needle, the same as a tattoo, it's more of, um, like a whip shading or a lighter feel. It's just it's just kind of different. Interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't expect that. Mm -hmm. Um when I I have two little mini tattoos so I can't really I, I don't know for sure. I haven't sat there for hours mm -hmm. getting a sleeve done by any means, but I when people have asked me, I always would compare these tattoos to just like if you had a sunburn and someone scratched you i'm like it doesn't really hurt but it doesn't feel it's great like it's an just like feeling. why would you do that yes. you know i don't like that's it. how i usually describe tattoos i was like it's more annoying like okay enough yeah enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm done i'm done right <laughs> <laughs> um okay so 40 minutes to get mm -hmm. the um the eyebrows completed mm -hmm. um after the appointment what is the 
take home like the care for your eyebrows immediately? So um, I provide an aftercare kit with, you know, ink soap um, and aftercare balm and instructions and everything oh, that you should need um, and kind of go over everything with my clients just to let them know what they need to do um, over the next two weeks. And yeah. Other pretty- than putting the balm on and the... I know your these instructions. Is it like you can't get them wet? Should you not touch them? Anything? So I do let them wet them to obviously wash them and clean them um, because it, you do want to treat it like an open wound. It is a cut. It can mm-hmm. get infected. Um, but I do say to keep them kind of covered in the shower just so they're not getting like um, soaked and beat on by like the hot water because that's probably not the best for them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and scabbing. Mm-hmm. So. Do most people scab? Is that a a typical sort of symptom of this? It will. The skin is healing, so it will um, not completely scab. I feel like with the aftercare I personally use, um, most clients just see like dry, flaky, flakiness. Okay. Not like a full scab. I hate to use the word scab with them because... It's good to know. Yeah, I think that kind of like freaks people out a little bit, but... (laughs) That, see, like that makes me feel so much more comfortable about it because I've heard people say scab, scab, and I'm like... I, yes. what your what's on your face? I, I don't want to walk around in public. I have places to go, yes. people to see. Like, what am I going to do? Walk around with scabs on my face mm-hmm. for a couple of weeks? Yeah, they just get really kind of dry and flaky. And if you're using the balm, mm-hmm. I feel like that kind of takes care of that. Um, they will get kind of itchy. Um, but I usually say if someone's that close to you yeah. <laughs> to notice, then they should probably back up. You have bigger problems yes. if someone is in that, um, that close of a proximity to yes. you. That is so funny. Okay, so then... How soon after the initial appointment would you have someone come back in? Is there a checkup that's required? Is it only if that person's looking for a touch-up? So I will have clients come back in um, usually around like 8 to 10 weeks after. Um, They do fade by like 30, 40% when they heal. um, The pigment does build with each session. So you do want to come in for that touch-up just to complete them. Um, again, I feel like pigments are getting so much better because everything is constantly changing in this industry. So some people may not even need the touch up. Um, okay. But I do have them come back in so I can take a look, kind of go over everything, make sure they're happy, um, any changes that need to be made, um, and just kind of finalize them then. And then they're usually good for, I say, 12 to 18 months. But really, you want to wait as long as you can. You want to let that pigment fade as much as it can before you're putting more pigment into the skin. The skin can only hold so much pigment, so you do want to let it fade before you come back in. That's a good tip. Because you might do more harm than good if you just try to do damage control there. You just kind of got to let it be and resort to maybe some regular makeup in the meantime, Mm -hmm. you know? Yes. I think there was a, a misconception that, you know, a long time ago, permanent makeup was to be done yearly. And they're finding now that it's really not the case. The pigment, you know, holds pretty well in the skin. So you want to let that fade as much as it can before you put more pigment in. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Is there any rules around getting multiple, I don't, it's not a procedure. I don't want to say procedures. I feel like that sounds sterile and Mm -hmm. super scary, but like, say I wanted to get my eyebrows and my lips done at the same time. Is there 
too much at no. once or could you no. do something you could like do that, that. Mm-hmm. you could do that okay i think some people do book for multiple they'll do their eyeliner and brows at the same time mm-hmm. or like you said brows and lips yeah that's okay mm-hmm. okay and i am by no means indicating that this happens i'm sure it happens very very rarely mm-hmm. but again just to ease people's concerns at home worst case scenario Say someone gets it done, they've let it fade a little bit, they've gone home for a couple weeks, they're still not loving it. Mm -hmm. What is the option for them at that point? Is it the, you know, you just got to continue to let it fade? Are there things that can be done to fix it? Anything to to help sort of remove it or help it fade even faster? Um, there are things out there now, you know, saline removal, um, stuff that you can pull the pigment out. Um, so I mean, worst case you can do like an emergency removal, Mm -hmm. um, if it was something, you know, done by someone maybe unexperienced or, you know, <laughs> yeah, they really didn't like them, but I, I very not by rarely, Lauren. Lauren's yes, no. clients never come in unhappy, <laughs> no. but very rarely have met anyone unhappy. Okay, and then sort of similar to that, we've been talking about how this sort of has blown up as a trend. Beauty world is always changing. Say they love having their this permanent makeup because it's been so great. I mean, everyone wants to get up and get out the door and it saves them so much time in their morning routine so they love it but two years down the road thin eyebrows are back in and they want their eyebrows to still be tattooed but they want to change the shape Mm -hmm. or they want to change they dye their hair and they need to change the color can those things be remedied over time the color, you can definitely do color corrections um, or a couple sessions of removal. You can do laser removal along with the saline. Um, so you can do something like that. As far as the shape, like going thinner, um, I mean, it kind of depends. I feel like every situation is different. Um, people do, you know, it will kind of shrink over time and like fade a little. So maybe it won't need to be that much. I don't know. You know, yeah. like it kind of really depends depend on, on each person. client. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. If that should happen. But I pray to God thin eyebrows. I was going to say, I don't think thin back. eyebrows are coming back. <laughs> I don't know if you have TikTok, but they have that filter that like the Pamela Anderson filter from the 90s that everyone keeps putting on their face. And it's, it's like the dark yeah. eyeliner in the very thin I. And some people look good with it. Mm-hmm. I, I can't lie, but I just pray. Just like low-rise jeans and thin eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Never want to see them again. Exactly. Never want to see them again. Yes. Um, but theoretically, you could maybe round out or square out. Just the thickness level might be a little bit more difficult because you could kind of see traces. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Um, what are the biggest questions that you get asked from people? Anything that we haven't covered or talked about? I feel about? like we've covered a lot. Um, I feel like the biggest questions we went over, yeah. you know, are they going to be too dark? You know, is it permanent? Um, like, is it a tattoo? Basically, those are the questions I get, you know, uh, am I gonna, can I go in the sun after just like stuff like that? Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, can they go in the sun after? So you can. I always say, obviously, not while they're healing, um, but you want to protect your investment and you definitely want to wear sunblock or put a hat on. It will make them fade quicker. It can make them the color change. So definitely keep them covered up. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if you don't mind sharing, mm-hmm. what is the average cost? The average cost, depending on where you go, you'll see anywhere between like five fifty to like eight hundred for okay. an initial service. Um, the touch ups always cost as well, but not as much. Usually, okay. I would say between like a hundred, two hundred. Again, it kind of depends on where you're going um, for your services. And that first service, that would be with a consultation included or yes. is that separate? That's okay. included. Perfect. Again, I can't speak for other businesses. Right, I right. do offer a free quick consult um, just because I feel like sometimes it's good to clients want to come in and, and kind of meet you, connect with you, see if you're a good fit, which yeah. I think is huge. So I'm willing to offer my time for that um, because I think it's important. Do you do like a phone call consultation too, or do you want to make sure that they come in? Um, it depends. Sometimes I have. Mm-hmm. Where is your um, salon located? I'm located in Canton, right okay. in um, the center, like Cobb's Corner. It's called the Village Shops. And typically, how far in advance are you booking out? I'm probably booked out like a month and a half to two months. Wow. In advance. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. But that's, I mean, that'll go by bad. quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and can everyone just book online through your website? You can, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And remind me, is it just beautymarkinc.com? Beautymark-inc.com. Okay. Yes. Which is also your Instagram. Yes. Beautymark underscore Inc. Okay, perfect. And um, do you, ha- is it just you? Has, have you, are you building a team out? Do you have anyone to support you now? So it is just me currently. I am looking to start to maybe bring on Ooh. a couple people. Um, with the tattoo license, you need to complete an apprenticeship or some hours just kind of working under somebody. So I would like to offer that to new artists so that they'd be able to kind of practice in a safe place and um yeah just kind of go with it very cool um and do you foresee any additional services that you might add in the upcoming months or year um definitely i'm i'm just booked a training in june um for a different technique and i definitely want to start doing the eyeliner as well so i had something set up during covid but it kind of didn't work out so (laughs) isn't that the case (laughs) for everything um with the eyeliner Mm -hmm. is it like is it on top or is it in your waterline um believe it's just on top Um, i'm not sure if you can kind of do it on the waterline as well that just seems so painful to me yeah i would say probably not and can you do top and bottom though if you wanted to Mm -hmm. okay I believe so. Mm -hmm. And then um, with the lips, is it, um, are there certain colors, like just with the, with the, um, eyebrows that are sort of better to use or certain colors to stay away from? So lips are definitely different. Um, You want to, you can enhance what somebody already has, um, or you can try to neutralize the lip to kind of get a certain color, um, depending on the lips again, because everybody is so different. Mm -hmm. Um, That I usually have people send me a picture or come in for a consult just to make sure it's something that I can work on. Yeah, The lips are super delicate. It's more of a member so it's a little bit different um but yeah a little bit different in yeah. the color choices and I'm sure um 
perhaps a, an extra layer, sort of what you're getting at is um, health concerns too, because the lips can be a huge indicator of someone's health. It's not just, you know, chapped lips that you, maybe you're dehydrated. The coloring of what our natural lips look like can tell us about oxygen levels and all these different things. So is there any um, scenarios where you may have to say this person's not a great candidate for a lip tattoo? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I haven't come across that yet, but Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. If I think someone isn't, you know, um, right or their skin isn't right or, you know, it wouldn't be best for them, I would definitely give my honest opinion and kind of let them decide from there or maybe refer them to somebody who I think could, you know, help them better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And would you compare the lips more to a stain rather other than a lipstick you can do a lipstick look and you can do like a lip blush look so there's a couple different things you can do with lips do people ever get like a red lip tattooed on yeah yeah I think really? people do mm-hmm. yeah Wow. I'm just picturing myself like hair is in a rat's nest. I just woke up and, and no like, makeup on and just bright red yeah. lips. So it looks like I just had a popsicle. Right. <laughs> but, but again, it's not a, like a glossy lipstick look. It right. would be more, you know, just your A little lips. more subtle. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, and then... I think I've covered all of my basic questions. You said we've gone over the majority of the questions that... Um, you get asked, but I think to kind of like close it up, what might be kind of neat is talking, just going back to the beginning and sort of talking about um, permanent makeup in itself. I think we answered a lot of the questions as to why people have reservations, Mm -hmm. but from more of a social stigma perspective, I hear a lot of people still thinking it's, it's taboo in a sense, because they're thinking of maybe potentially more traditional tattooing. Mm -hmm. Um, But like you've mentioned, it could be, you know, areola for for a mastectomy survivor. And, you know, there's so many good benefits to it to really help break that down. Um, What do you think you sort of hear the most in terms of like the haters out there about this area? Um, I think just people that don't know much about it or Mm -hmm. when they think of it, they think of that like old school like tattoo ink and it's going to be like a blue like block on your face which I mean we have seen that you know it's just like so long ago the industry has come so far so um it's just you know just kind of re like telling people about it and just kind of you know, explaining more. Yeah. Um, because I feel like those people don't, they just don't really know how how much it's changed since then. Yeah, I think a lot of those people, it's just like they don't want to know. Mm-hmm. So they have the idea in their head right. and then and they, they just, don't, yeah, and then leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, there's a lot to contradict those ideals and those concepts. And I feel like that's a small percent um, yeah. that thinks that. You yeah. know, I feel like most people are super open to it and, you know, they want to do it. They want to yeah. enhance what they have or, you know, maybe they have no brows. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially I feel like with COVID, the masks, I feel like people were really, oh, all they saw was their eyebrows and their eyes. And they were like, I need lashes. I need eyebrows. <laughs> that so, 
I feel like a lot of people came in right after and they were like, I can't look at my face on Zoom anymore. I need eyebrows, you know? So, I mean, yeah, I feel like a lot more people are open to it because they know how much it can change your face and how important it is to have eyebrows. And also I have very, um, like my skin's naturally oily. And so with pencil and stuff, especially in the summer, I can't tell you how many times I have looked, gone out, left the house, then gone to the bathroom hours later and realized that like half my eyebrow was either missing yeah. or it's like smudged. I mean, not only is it just the time it takes to be done with your normal makeup routine, but to just not have to worry about it once you actually do get out of the house. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, well, I think we've covered all the reasons why everyone should now consider this mm-hmm. and and sign up as a client and go get it done in about a month and a half, roughly. <laughs> um, but any sort of closing um, pieces of advice? I, I want to talk um, twofold. So one about either just sort of your experience as a businesswoman and starting your own salon, um, but then also sort of your, your, your tip on beauty in general for people at home. Um, so yeah, I mean, my tip on beauty, like I said, if it makes you feel good, definitely do it. Um, I think a lot of people get nervous about trying things and it's like, why not just try it? You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Um, and definitely like just as a business owner and being out on my own, like I'm just, I wish I did it sooner. Um, I'm glad that I'm doing it now. Um, and yeah, if anyone wants to give it a shot, I would, I would say just do it. You know, what's, what's what's the worst that can happen you feel right right? and I feel like people have a hard time with that but for me it's just like well you get back up and you try again or try something different yeah you know so I love that um and before I let you go I normally start with this but I think I just got so excited that I kind of forgot but I normally do these little icebreaker questions um and I want to give you the chance to be able to answer them if you're um comfortable but my first question is always um are you from Boston born and raised Born and raised at Dorchester. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. if I say dot rat, does that offend you or <laughs> get you excited? Okay. Gets me excited? Okay, I love it. <laughs> Yay. Okay. Um, are you comfortable sharing your age? I'm 43. Fantastic. And then um, relationship status? I'm a happily committed relationship. Yay. <laughs> Her boyfriend's here. You guys just can't see him. Um, sorry, I didn't know the answer to that mm-hmm. one. But um, then your zodiac sign. I'm a Pisces. Ooh, you know what? You definitely give me water vibes. You're just like, you have this empathy coming from you and this Mm -hmm. good energy. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I had actually asked um, my guest last week, Rachel, about Backstreet Boys versus NSYNC. Um, So I wanted to do something different, but I just got news today that Britney Spears is having another baby. So in spirit of that, were you a Britney or a Christina girl back in the day? Did you ever Um, care about either one of them? (laughs) I feel like I was a little bit older, but I would say more Britney than Christina. (laughs) That's my girl. Well, thank you so much for coming. I had so much fun. I learned a lot and you got me really excited about it. I definitely would be less hesitant to try it now. Um, So for one more time, so it's www.beautymark.com dash inc.com and then they can go to your instagram page at beautymark underscore inc that's correct perfect and you're located in canton yes okay 
Perfect. Well, thank you thank so you. much for coming. Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye. Okay.